Welcome to the Top Nonprofits Podcast, the place where modern nonprofiteers gather to learn from best nonprofit leaders and organizations. Welcome. Um, this is Amy DeVita. I'm with Top Nonprofits. And for those of you who may not know, um, quick introduction Top Nonprofits is a media company, and our mission is to equip nonprofit staff with practical insights from top organizations and leaders. Note that in leaders part, that's exactly um, you know who we have joining us today. Very excited and honored to have Abby O'Neill and Maria Semple um, here to talk to all of us about ways that nonprofit organizations, or really any type of organization for that matter, can be more effective in their communications with their stakeholders. So, um, Maria Semple is owner of The Prospect Finder. She's a speaker, author, email marketing, and LinkedIn trainer. Very excited about the opportunity to have you both sharing your expertise. Um, I thought I could just kind of throw out a question and Whoever starts answering first will be the person who answers it. So um, I'll leave it up to you guys. It'll be sort of a jump, a jump ball kind of uh, situation. Does That's that good. work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys, and for those of you who can't see us right now, they are they're standing, sizing each other up, and they're going to push <laughs> one. One's going to push the other out of the way from the microphone. Um, just kidding. Okay. So, in your experience, with you know, what is it that organizations most commonly get wrong when they're telling their story um, to you know to stakeholders of any kind? Hmm. I think I, I see and hear a lot of um, of nonprofits in particular not really leading with the the, the strength of what they do, hmm. um, more along the lines of, gee, um, you know, we need to raise money because we have a shortfall or, um, you know, we can't get from here to there and so we need your help. But really, you know, the, the reality of, of what all of these nonprofit organizations do, and I think, in, and Maria, you, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's about thirty thousand or so nonprofits in, in the state of New Jersey and alone. growing, probably, probably yeah. growing, yeah. and of all different you know sizes and, and shapes. And so, and of course, with a shrinking a shrinking funding pie, you know, you need to figure out ways to differentiate yourself. And so, you can do that through by telling the story of your impact. You really you really need to be leading mm. with impact, and it isn't just. Um, you know, we served this number of children, you know, at this uh, camp uh, uh, for the disadvantaged, uh, and so they ha- they came and they had a great summer. You, you need to dig down underneath that and find a way to talk about, um, you know, what exact what what you the, the service that you provided. Mm-hmm. What 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 did that actually do to impact that person's life in a way that um, you know is is transformational. Um, and um, you have to you really have to get under you have to get under the numbers. You need the numbers certainly. You need yeah. to have evidence. You can't it can't be all anecdotal. But you do need to learn to extrapolate the interesting, compelling stories about what it is that you do in order to interest people to find the donors that Maria uh, mm-hmm. is always uh, has her fingertips on for, for folks, um, and you know to get them to see what you're seeing and to be willing to um, you know invest in your mission. 
Yeah, super important. And, you know, I think that sometimes you, you talked about the numbers, Abby, and I think sometimes what people kind of get stuck in is they know they have to do certain types of reporting, right, mm -hmm. on, on, say, grants, right? So yes. they, get, they get into this process of the outcome measurements and the tools, and they are important mm -hmm. when you're talking to grant makers, mm -hmm. whether they be foundations, corporations, government grant opportunities. Mm -hmm. A lot of that does have to focus on the hardcore data, but I think it is important to take um, to be able to tell your story, weave in the the most important compelling numbers, perhaps, mm -hmm. um, that are going to have the greatest impact, mm -hmm. so that when you are conversing with someone one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I'm always in the mode of thinking about developing a nonprofit's ability to grow their major gift program so that that revolves all around conversations, whether you're talking about small group conversations, whether you're talking about um, those donors that may be sitting at a larger gala event, mm -hmm. or you're just talking with people one-on-one -on -one over a cup of coffee, over dinner, over drinks, whatever it may be. Um, those are all forms of cultivation, and those are awesome opportunities for you to weave in stories. The minute you just start quoting one number after another, right. you've lost people, they glaze over, so, and they just think, oh, I'm never having dinner with this person again. That's, that's exactly <laughs> I, I heard somebody say years ago, numbers numb, stories move. Oh, and perfect. That's a great way to say it. And I probably didn't quote it properly, but Sounds I know good. it's definitely numbers <laughs> numb, mm. and stories do something else. Mm. That's, yeah, and, you know, yeah. And, and you know, and there, but there's a reason for it. Think about the stories we all learned in mm -hmm. our childhood mm -hmm. and the fact that we can continue to recount, maybe not mm -hmm. word for word, but we can recount the right elements, the important pieces of the story. Mm -hmm. That's because stories all have, a, they all follow a certain code. They all have a beginning, a middle, and an end, mm -hmm. right? So it always starts at a certain point in time. <laughs> Something happens in the middle, mm -hmm. right? And then how did the story end? And for a nonprofit, you know, hopefully that ending to that story is, you know, how you've made the community better, how, may, how those children in that camp you know, re-entered the school year, perhaps after attending that summer camp. What are the new skills they learned? You know, what was it that really enabled them to move forward in life? So it is important to um, to be able to tell a story and think of that narrative in that way, that, that beginning, middle, and end. And, and really just think back to all those childhood stories that you have, because... You can. They all follow that same yeah. code, and that's why we can remember them. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's such a, a great way to say it, and it's kind of analogous to any any book that you read that you can't put down. It's mm -hmm. because the story is holding you, and because there's an arc to the story. There's usually, you know, there's a protagonist, and something, you know, right. is not going right in that person's life, and there's some big event that that happens to change. You know their circumstances maybe for the worse and then you know the second part of the book is how did they get themselves out of the situation yeah mm -hmm. um, and you can't put that down so um, I think you know nonprofit organizations have have because of the work the innate work that they do the intrinsic value mm -hmm. of what they do that's helping in some way to make something better um, you know there's no no doubt that there's a story to tell and you mm -hmm. also have to be uh, you have to also understand what your story actually is 
So this is an example that probably most people, you know, who have been in New Jersey for a while would, would, would know about. Um, and it's the story of, of NJPAC. You know, NJPAC, the story of NJPAC isn't that it's a performing arts center. It's that it's a project that was uh, started, inspired by, um, I guess, then um, Governor Kane, um, to, as an economic development tool to revitalize Newark, which mm -hmm. was just still down, you know, in the dumps after, um, you know, after the, the riots of 1968. And so, you know, there's lots of performing arts centers and, you know, arts venues around, you know, where, that we can all get to. So it's not as if we needed to have another one, but Newark needed to be revitalized. Mm -hmm. So that was their story, and they were very effective um, at, at, telling, at telling that and motivating people to uh, support them uh, because of it. So um, you, you need to know what it is you're, um, you need to understand, you know, what people are, are going to uh, uh, connect to. Yeah, and I think that's the perfect segue to, okay. I guess, my next question, which, you know, you, you've told us that, um, you know, some of the problems and how to really lead from a position of strength now. And um, just when we're looking at you know, all the changes going on in life today, changes in government, consumer trends, the economy, um, you know, what is it that you want the people listening to you today to really start doing more effectively to communicate with their donors and their stakeholders? What is it that the donors and stakeholders, what do they want to hear? What are they interested in? What's going to grab them and, you know, be that book they can't put down? Well, I think, I think Maria, it touched on it a bit already in terms of cultivation. And, you know, I think everybody loves to be connected to a winner and to mm -hmm. success. I think they, you know, again, back to what I said at the beginning, if you lead with, gee, you know, we have a shortfall and we need to fill it, sure. you know, that's really going to repel people uh, yeah. to, from, your, from your cause. So. You know, you, you want to lead um, with the success stories. Um, you know, for many years I was involved uh, with a, a wonderful organization called New Jersey Seeds on, as, a, as a board member, as a trustee, and their, their mission is to take um, students who are economically disadvantaged but academically gifted mm. and put, give them the tools that they need to, uh, to be able to apply to and be admitted to um, independent schools, secondary uh, independent schools, um, and then, you know, which in turn is going to really prepare them for, for college. And they, um, you know, they have really always done a masterful job of telling the story, the success stories of these students. You know, without this program, they, they would never have had this opportunity, you know, for education of a, you know, a level that, that where they can, they can really be um, challenged and, uh, and, and reach their full potential. And at their annual, um, at any of their events, uh, their uh, annual gala, their golf outing, um, anything else, they put the students forward to tell their mm -hmm. story. And there is nothing that is more winning than that, is to see a young person who is well-spoken and recognizes that, gee, you know, I've had the good fortune to be impacted by this, this organization. If you're someone, you know, with a heart, with any piece of a heart, mm -hmm. you know, there's no way that you're not going to want to uh, get on board with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would, when you were just talking about the students, you know, coming forward and telling the story in their own words, you know, the more that you can do that as an organization mm -hmm. and get one of your um, beneficiary of your services to tell the story of the impact 
that your organization has had on their lives. Um, you know, if you're a, a nonprofit who it happens to be an animal shelter, <laughs> you need to figure out a fun way to do that. Yeah. I suppose teach those dogs to bark, and you know, cats do talk well, cat back. Videos could not be hotter. So <laughs> yeah, really, they yeah. do have. They do. Have, I can volunteer my cat. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> they do have a corner on the market. And some of them are very vocal. I've had <laughs> very vocal cats in my life, so there probably is a way to weave in cats yes. into your videos. <laughs> But, um, no, but seriously, you know, the more that you can do that, I mean, I was just thinking about um, an organization that I'm quite involved with as a volunteer, which is the United Way of Northern New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And um, one of their big missions, their focus in here in Northern New Jersey is to help somebody called ALICE. And ALICE is actually an acronym, and it stands for Asset Limited Income constrained employed. Mm -hmm. And what I think is so brilliant about that is that now we've given a name to this population, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So these are folks that are just above the, the federal poverty level, but yet are not making enough. They're working one, two, sometimes three jobs and still not making enough. They're, they're working minimum wage jobs. Every one of us comes in contact with an Alice every day we drive around this lovely garden state of New Jersey. So, you know, you're, you're talking about the people who are probably serving you when you're at a restaurant. You're talking about people maybe at the dry cleaners, at the corner cleaners. So, supermarkets. You know, right, the supermarket cashiers. So we are all coming in contact with Alice every day. And um, so the fact that we've been able to really put that face and that name together yeah. helps us tell our story and getting back to having an Alice tell their own story. We have, and, and this is not just women, by the way. It just happens to be that a lot of Alice happen to be women. But, I mean, we're talking about men and women here. Mm -hmm. But we had a student um, who was from Raritan Valley Community College who spoke at our big fundraising breakfast in 2016. Um, and his story was so compelling. Sebastian is his name. His story is so compelling and was so wonderful to listen to um, and talking about, you know, what impact we as an organization had on him and the fact mm. that he had this community that was behind him and his parents just couldn't believe it either. Yeah. Um, and so we partnered with RVCC um, to assist this particular student um, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house, I could tell you that, when we were done. Um, and we had him come back and speak again this year, just as an update. Oh, wow. um, mm -hmm. And it, it, it's just, um, he is going to go on to do amazing things. I mean, he now has, uh, Johnson & Johnson swooped him up for an internship because they were in the audience and they heard mm -hmm. his story. Um, so now wow. he's now that's, working there. And That's I, a story of impact, for sure. Impact, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No doubt. I mean, he, he when he was speaking this year at the breakfast, he talked about how he's planning to start his own nonprofit organization, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I have no oh, doubt awesome. that this will come full circle, mm -hmm. and you know, he will become one of our biggest advocates in growing our support for the organization going forward. That's amazing. I know it is. It really is. Um, from a just, I guess, from a tactical perspective, how did the, you, you said that ALICE is an, the acronym that uh, you came up with, or that the organization came up with. So how do you connect that 
first of all, you're humanizing this section of, you know, of the community um, within the acronym. How are you tying that into different, I don't know, media or communications? Right. So that, that's important, too. So the stories are being told in person, as I just mentioned, but the stories are also told through, there's an, an entire report because this data was all compiled very meticulously, actually updated in 2016. So there is a report. You can download it from the website. You, there's an interactive portion to the website where you can click on specific counties and specific towns to find out exactly how many people are fitting the Alice population in your town. Yeah. So 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 the, all the data, everything is as. You know, if you're a data geek and you really want to drill, you can drill as far as you want. But then the other thing that they did was they created a video that, that so that video can be used in so many different formats, right? right. So the video was of an Alice, a woman, single mom, and all of, all of her struggles. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was the ability to tell, the, to have... Um, a well-put-together packaged video, if you will, that can be used in so many different ways, right? So now you can have that on a website. You can have it on YouTube. Yeah. You can have it uh, in your email communications, all your social media. And then, of course, then we can all share it as social ambassadors, right, yeah. for, for the organization. So, um, you know, I think it's got to be in person. It's got to be in print, in photos, mm-hmm. and in video. Again, on the tactical side, did you um, was there a was it professionally done video? Um, this one was share? yes, okay. this one was. But you know, for organizations who don't have a large budget, I mean, we're all today so accustomed to seeing YouTube videos made on people's iPhones, right? right. So um, you know, if you happen to be you know running a five k. Make sure somebody's shooting some videos mm-hmm. um, of what's going on, and then maybe get somebody to string them together with yeah. some inexpensive or free video editing software. So there are ways to do this for free or low budget as well. Sure, that's that's very useful. Um, and I just noticed on Facebook just the other day that now you can have your Facebook cover be video. Yes. Hmm. So that should be interesting. Yes, I know. I saw that too. Um, I tried to do it, but I didn't succeed. <laughs> but um, I'll try it again. But anyway, and, and don't forget too the Facebook Live right. videos. I mean, that is an awesome opportunity um, for you to go sort of yep. really bring, draw people in. Right into the moment, you know, um, but you, one of the things that you do need to be careful of, I will qualify this by saying is, especially if you have children in the video, mm-hmm. just make sure you've got all the proper photo releases in, um, because you don't want to get caught in, in a situation where, you know, a child has sure. been put on video, the parent didn't approve it and that, that could get you in some trouble. Very wise. And yeah. Right. Okay, so I think so. We've covered the questions okay. by and large. Is there anything else that you would like to? What I would like to do is just kind of maybe some final remarks or well, I thought in our in our original conversation, Marie and I, you know, we're talking a little bit about the kinds of resources that could be shared with people who are listening. That you know, in and around mm-hmm. communications, and we both sort of. Uh, talked about Andy Andrew Goodman yes. and that how he is such a huge 
proponent of um, storytelling, and I think we both heard him speak at various conferences and things, yeah. and he is incredibly effective. And I just, I was looking around, you know, in and around mm -hmm. preparing for, for this, um, and I found on the Bridge Band Group's um, uh, website uh, two interviews that they had, uh, with, that they conducted with Andy Goodman about storytelling, and I would say, you know, they don't take that long, but they're, um, you know, great to listen to because he gives very um, practical, um, concrete tips for how you should, how an organization can go about uh, creating their stories, what needs to be involved. One of the things mm -hmm. that's fascinating to me about what he writes is that the storytelling should filter throughout the entire organization. It's not yeah. just one story right. for one conversation with one constituent. He said, talks about every organization has, a va has values that they live by. There should be a story connected to every single value, mm -hmm. as, as an example. Um, there should be a story. He has buckets for here are the things that you need to create stories for. And practical tips like, you know, when something, um, you know, when, when you've been serving uh, uh, someone through your program and, you know, they graduate or they, you know, achieve something really wonderful, document it. Be sure to write it down, put it in a folder, maybe do what you're saying, Marie, in terms of, you know, make a little video of this person. You know, do that all at the time so that you have, you build up sort of a, a stockpile yeah. of, of stories that can be pulled out at any time in any place. Um, obviously, it's it's probably, you know, where the rubber meets the, the road is, is with donors and, and prospects. I mean, if you really want to engage people and have them invest, again, I said this already, but invest in your organization, you, you, you really have to, you have to grab them with the impact of what you do. So right. you have all this at your fingertips. It's just, it hasn't been the orientation, it hasn't been our orientation to do this, but, you know, we need to keep getting better at it. And so, Andrew Goodman, yes. I, I agree, he, he is, a great he is amazing. Resource. Yeah, I've seen him speak, as you mentioned, at several conferences, the exercise, and that he can manage to do, even in a large-scale format, how he can have each table all working on this amazing exercise together is awesome. Um, so if you ever ha see him on mm -hmm. a conference panel, be sure to go in person. But in the meantime, you said it was bridgespan.org? The, the bridgespan, uh, right. I'm bridgespan to, I'll include the links yeah. in the post. Yeah, I'm just oh, so that's perfect. Also, and yeah. I, I'll join the team because I also saw Andrew Goodman. And that's where I heard this quote about numbers numbing. He's, he's yes, the person who said right. that. That's right. And, um, yeah. So yeah, he's got some great, great examples. Well. Uh, one example I'll just quickly say that he includes in... in, in I forget if it's this article or the other one, uh, about how the, um, it wasn't until the Innocence Project started telling the story about the people who had been executed and, you know, DNA um, came to light after they were executed that they were innocent. Right. Um, so that it, it started to change people's thinking about, well, there should be the death penalty because it's an eye for an eye. If you, you know, kill somebody, you should be killed mm -hmm. too. But what about the people who are innocent? So until they started telling that story, um, you know, that's when things started to turn around. So that's that's awesome. So I will include that link. Um, I'd also like to, if I can find video, was that recorded of Sebastian speaking at the? Um, 
I'll have to check and see. Okay. It might be. I'll have to check and see. I'll have to include that too. So, okay. Um, well, I want to thank you ladies so much. Um, this has been really helpful. I hope that everybody listening is taking away some great value and will be able to put this to good use at their organizations as well. So we appreciate everything you guys are out there doing, making this a better world. And, you know, if we can help you help others, that's what it's all about. So thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's come back and do it again sometime. Okay. That's it for today. See you soon. In the meantime, check out all of the other great resources we offer at topnonprofits.com.